The Last Word with Matt Cooper. We're going to start with smoking. I saw today that British American Tobacco, which is the second biggest seller of tobacco products in the world, has decided to write down the value of its US cigarette brands by £25 billion sterling. This is because apparently an awful lot of smokers are switching away uh, from what they're now calling combustible sales. That's apparently what you now call a cigarette, a combustible tobacco product. And they're moving instead to vaping and other ways are just giving up smoking altogether. So is it necessary, this idea, to try and put legislation in place to phase out tobacco sales entirely? Mark Murphy is uh, from the Irish Heart Foundation. Mark, thank you very much for joining us. You have conducted a poll suggesting that people want the total phasing out of tobacco sales. Tell us about this. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Uh, as you said, uh, the Irish Heart Foundation commissioned uh, a poll of um, a national representative survey of over a thousand adults, asking them whether they would be in favour of prohibiting the sale and supply of tobacco products uh, to persons after, born after a specific date. Uh, so they'll never be able to buy cigarettes legally, something that the UK government is now uh, pushing ahead with. And we found that 76% of people were in favour of uh, banning the sale of uh, tobacco products to those born after a certain year. Um, not only that, but um, 78% uh, were in favour of reducing the number of locations where tobacco can be purchased and 87% uh, backed the idea of reducing the level of nicotine in tobacco products. So tobacco products will be less addictive and easier to quit. So what's consistent here is that there's strong public support for an end game for tobacco. We know that tobacco use kills four and a half thousand people every year in Ireland. The decline in smoking has actually stalled for the last three years, we've had, we've had smoking levels at 18% in Ireland. The recent Healthy Ireland survey shows that people are still smoking. And we, didn't, we need a game changer to actually rid um, uh, the scourge of tobacco and smoking in Ireland. And this is, this is, this is what is needed and the public back it. So every, every government, every, every party in government uh, at, their, at their next election should have in their manifesto uh, a plan for Ireland to develop a smoke-free smoke, smoke generation as we're doing in the UK and as what was happening in New Zealand. That's what the Irish are. Yeah, but hold on. Are younger people actually coming to smoking? Is it not just those who are older who can't kick the habit who make up that remaining 18%? Uh, no, no. Unfortunately, we're, we've actually seen a rise uh, in teenage smoking in recent years. Uh, in 2015, teenage smoking was at 13% after decades of consistent drops. Uh, but in 2019, teenage smoking had actually increased uh, to 14.4%. And that's 2019. So we don't know what the impact that the rise of vaping amongst children uh, has potentially led to the rise in teenage smoking. We know that adolescents who use um, e-cigarettes are up to five times more likely to start smoking. So e-cigarette use amongst young people, amongst teenagers, is a gateway to smoking. So, but we, and, and that's, that's the biggest danger that e-cigarette use among teenagers will lead to more teenagers and young people smoking. And the best way to stop that is more regulation on e-cigarettes, but also to have a, a plan to phase out tobacco uh, sales, as we're doing in the UK and as we're doing in North, uh, that's what was happening in New Zealand. Like, in, in the Republic of Ireland, we, we're at risk of being behind, uh, behind the curve. That's what's going to happen in Northern Ireland as part of an UK-wide uh, uh, move. Uh, so 
the Irish Harp Nation believes that we need to follow the UK and plan for a smoke-free generation, and that including uh, banning the sale of tobacco products to children born after a certain years, such as 2009, what the UK government is doing it, and the public backed us. Do bans work, though? I mean, if there's a listener here who says, if you do that, will the drug dealers and bootleggers not actually move in and sell the cigarettes and marijuana uh, to the potential buyers, particularly as once you ban something, that tends to be a good way for people to decide they want to do it? Well, the best way to, uh, to combat that is to actually help people quit smoking. Uh, the large majority of people who take up smoking regret it. So the way to help people uh, and to combat that is to put in place much more resources and support for smokers who want to quit, who have tried decades to quit, but just unfortunately can't. The fact is we only put in about 15 million uh, a year into helping smokers uh, to, to quit. We need much more uh, resources going into helping people to quit. And once you help people to quit, there won't be that uh, demand for cigarettes that could potentially fuel um, the, the black market. But also we need more resources to help combat um, the illicit trade of, of tobacco. People want the end of uh, the, people want to see the end of tobacco. Our survey shows this, and we think the government and the next government, any party, should have in their manifesto a plan for smoke-free generation, and that will protect. But hold on, if you're if we're talking about having such little money going to cessation and assisting people who want to give up, doesn't that money come from the taxes that are raised on cigarette sales? Is there not for how bad the cigarettes may actually be? Do they not provide the money to actually help with treatment? Could you not maybe divert some of that uh, tax into cessation products for as long as you keep raising the tax? Well, there definitely definitely needs to be more, uh, as you're saying, a huge amount of tax is raised from tobacco tax. And more of that tobacco tax uh, that's raised should be going to help people to quit smoking. But millions, hundreds of millions of euro is spent in the health service to treat people with tobacco-related diseases. A huge way to reduce the healthcare costs in Ireland is to actually help people quit smoking, to get rid of the scourge of smoking. The best form of medicine is preventative medicine. If we stop people in the first place from smoking, we could save hundreds of millions uh, of euro every year for the health service. And that'd be a huge win for public health, for the environment, for uh, uh, the economy, and that's why the go- that's why the public are backing this way, are backing this move to to see the end game of tobacco. See, you mentioned New Zealand, and last year New Zealand had brought in this new legislation to introduce a steadily rising smoking age to stop those born after January two thousand and nine from ever being able to legally buy cigarettes. They gave it up last month. They've scrapped this plan. Yes, unfortunately, uh, the new uh, centre-right or or right government that's come in in the last month uh, in New Zealand have scrapped this this landmark legislation uh, that has set a benchmark for all countries to follow, and the UK is doing it, and we think Ireland should do this. But the ironic thing is that that government has 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 repealed the smoke-free generation law. So like that, they could have, they could get more tax receipts from the tobacco tax. But the ironic thing is that they're going to be using all those tax receipts to treat people in hospital who are suffering from tobacco-related diseases. They would save vast more money if they actually uh, went ahead with smoke-free generation law and actually uh, got rid of uh, smoking. They would save much more money in the long run uh, from the reduced healthcare costs. And it's it's unfortunate to see. And we've been speaking to our colleagues in New Zealand about this, and they say they are overwhelmed by the huge public backlash against the government, particularly amongst the, the Maori indigenous community who want no place of tobacco in their community. So we really hope that the, the, the new New Zealand government uh, sees a light and 
uh, goes ahead with the smoke-free generation uh, legislation. Okay. I'm going to bring in Colin Burke, Fine Gael's health spokesperson. Colin, what about the argument though, that this should be a matter of personal choice for adults? That once you're an adult, you can make up your own mind as to whether you want to smoke or not, suffer the consequences of it, and pay whatever is required to buy your favourite product. Well, first of all, I think it's important to realise that every year there's over 4,500 deaths in this country as a direct result where uh, smoking has been a contributory factor. So 4,500 people die every year as a result of smoking in this country. I published an article back in August of um, this year and it was published on the journal.ie and they did, an, they did a poll on journal.ie. Over 14,000 people responded to it and over 70% agreed with the raising of the age to 21. So we've now got two clear indications that the vast majority of people in this country want the age limit raised and I think the vast majority of people also want us to work towards eliminating smoking. Remember we had a target that the number of people smoking will be reduced down to just 5% by 2025. We're nowhere near that figure and we now need to take far more proactive um, measures in order to assist. And in relation to vaping, um, Mark is right, people that are vaping do go from one to the other, they do go on smoking and they come back. Where's the evidence for that? The evidence has been in relation to service that have been done over the last number of years. So there is clear evidence. And the other issue is that Mark is correct in this as well. As regards the age group, uh, younger age group, there are more younger age people uh, smoking now than ever before. So we're we're on, stuck on this figure of 18%. It's not moving down when it should be. Therefore, we've got to take decisive action. And it's actually... Oh, sorry, what about the possibility of, of actually devoting more of the tax revenue that comes into the government from the sale of... Of tobacco products well, to yeah, no, funding cessation so, products. I think we we are putting money into that area, but maybe it's time to look at what further action we can take. But it's interesting to look. Sorry, at, he said he just cited fifteen million. Fifteen million over how much revenue is taken in from uh, taxes raised on cigarette don't, sales I don't each year? Exactly, but it's actually quite substantial. So it's obviously something to look at. But it's interesting to look at the figures from the United States where it did reduce the smoking age to 21, there was a 20% reduction in the under 25 age group who were smoking. So like there is clear evidence that by raising the age limit to 21, it does assist in, in bringing down the numbers who are smoking. And we need to continue to work towards, remember it is causing health problems. It's costing the taxpayer money in real terms. And I suppose the other case, the, the other argument is, the other issue that's arising is regards the amount of cigarettes that are brought in with people travelling abroad and then coming home bringing in large uh, amount of tobacco. And that was, came home very much so during the COVID period where in fact the sale of cigarettes in this country increased by 150 million during COVID when people weren't travelling. So that's an area that we should also be looking at is how do we reduce down the amount of cigarettes that are brought in from abroad which are legally brought in. But but Colin, does not suggest that if you make it harder to get the cigarettes in Ireland, that then the criminals in the black market will will move in and fill the gap? This isn't the criminal market. This is where people are legally entitled to bring in... I I know that, but what I'm saying is, doesn't it just show that if people can't get cigarettes through the normal channels, they'll go elsewhere to get them? And if they can't be brought in by people travelling into the country, they'll get them from the criminals? 
there, there is there is an illegal market there, and there's no question about it. But in fairness to the Gardaí and the customs are working very hard in that area and have had been very successful. But we need to understand that there is a lot more travel. For instance, in one of the countries, a natural world is Norway or Sweden, they've insisted on the say the health warning being on the language of the particular country. So, for instance, if we bring in cigarettes from abroad, should we have the health warning in Irish? In other words, you can't bring in cigarettes, say, from Spain, where it's in Spanish and English, it also should be in Irish. And that's one way of you could you could look at that issue. But we now need to work proactively as regards the younger age group who are getting caught up in both vaping and in cigarettes and in assisting them to move away from it. Okay. And Thank you very much. And problem that we need to tackle. Colin Burke from Fine Gael, TD and Mark Murphy from the Irish Heart Foundation. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today.